Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and (laughs) this is going to be one for the books. This is going to be a memorable one. I will say this. If you are new to the show and this is your first episode, don't listen to this. This is not a typical episode. This is a personal episode. This has nothing to do with Primal Potential and everything to do with me uh, and sharing with you. So if this is your first episode, go listen to, I don't know, at least a hundred more <laughs> before you come back to this one. But otherwise, I have some news to share and there are twists and turns to this story. So you will want to listen all the way through. So if you remember, gosh, probably back in November or so, I started talking about changes I was making to supplementation to what I was eating for a number of reasons, one of which was that I wanted to get pregnant again. And we have a desire to have a big family. And it's funny, I, I never wanted a big family. I, I wanted kids, but I never had the sense that I wanted a big family or even really thought about what that would look like or mean until the very day that Dagny died. And it's such a strange thing because we were driving home from the hospital the day she died. Stunned silence, just gutted beyond words. And I just had this, like, this conviction out of nowhere to have a big family, which of course comes with its complications because... I'm not young. I'm almost 39. And I'm young in the scheme of life, but in the scheme of having a big family, especially when your child had just passed away, um, not young. (laughs) And just a million other things. So it's very important for me to just get my body to the place where we could hopefully have another baby. And it has been so hard not to tell you that I am pregnant again is amazing and I am so grateful and you know I wanted to get to a certain point and you know have ultrasounds and all this before I shared it but it was hard not to share it especially because I've been talking about the changes that I made for this and I've been talking about weight loss and blah 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 so but guys there are more twists and turns I'm going to tell you the gender I'm going to tell you everything I'm going to tell you everything so 
before I officially found out, like before I got the positive pregnancy test. And again, if you're new to the podcast, please don't listen to this episode. Totally not about primal potential. This is a personal one. And if you're not into the personal stuff, just skip this one. No big deal. Pass. Move on. So before I even knew I was pregnant, I had a few weird signs, like very, very early, two or three days after conception. Now, I will say I was paying attention probably more so than when I was pregnant with, definitely more so than when I was pregnant with Dagny and maybe more so than when I was pregnant with Roe, but I was paying a lot of attention then. I noticed I was having heartburn like just a day or two after conception. And I was like, there's no way that I would feel something so early. But then, you know, I had just lost 21 pounds or so and I was feeling really bloated and I knew I wasn't eating anything that would make me feel bloated. And so that was kind of like a question mark. And then I had one night, three or four days post-conception where I was super nauseous to the point of I sat on the bathroom floor for a couple hours in the middle of the night because I just felt so, so sick. And I'm thinking... This is all psychosomatic. Like, I want to be pregnant so bad, and I'm paying attention to every little thing. But sure enough, positive pregnancy test. Actually, what's funny, I almost forgot this part. I took a pregnancy test maybe like six or seven days before my period was supposed to start, and it was negative. And I was so sure that it was going to be positive, and it was negative. But I took it in the middle of the day, too, which wasn't a great idea. Um, But it was negative, and I was so upset. <laughs> and I, I, but also was like, well, it was the middle of the day and it's really early, blah, blah, blah. With Dagny and Roman, I didn't test until my period had already been missed. So I, I kind of thought, all right, doesn't look good, but maybe, maybe there's still a little sliver of hope. Then in my OCD mind, I started a chart literally I texted it to one of my friends because I was like I've lost my mind um (laughs) actually I didn't think I don't think I texted the actual chart but I was like I made a chart um of what I remember experiencing early on in my pregnancy with Roman and with Dagny and then if this was a pregnancy what I was feeling so I had like 18 20 different symptoms and then I had like different columns check you know did I experience this with Dagny and Roe, I didn't remember much at all from Dagny. But Roe, I remembered a lot because I had kept notes. I didn't t- keep notes with Dagny. And then what I was feeling now. And that started to make me think like, hmm, yeah, I think I actually am. So sure enough, a few days later, positive pregnancy tests, which was so nice. So nice. Um, I was really, really excited. I told Chris right away because he knew that we were trying. And so he knew when I'd be able to find out. I probably got up around four in the morning, took two tests, both were positive, went back to bed, of course I couldn't sleep, and uh, waited for Krista, for his alarm to go off, and just was casually like, I'm pregnant. Um, No big, we're not the reveal people, we're not the grand gesture people. (laughs) That's just not either of our personalities at all. Um, So yeah, that was that. And then fast forward, I, they have these at-home tests that you can take for the gender at a certain point in your pregnancy. I did that. Still hadn't had my first ultrasound, but did that. Found out the gender. I'll tell you that soon. <clears throat> and uh, did we tell people? 
I think we told um, my mom and her husband and Chris's parents, but that was it. Because I wanted to wait for the ultrasound and I go in Boston and I had to reschedule a visit or they had to reschedule a visit. So it got, you know, pushed back. Anyway, so I go up to Boston by myself. This is where things get interesting. (laughs) I go up to Boston by myself and uh, I go up to the ultrasound floor that's on, you know, in like maternal fetal medicine area and I check in for my appointment and they're like, oh, your ultrasound isn't up here. It's downstairs where you'd go to like ultrasound a kidney stone or something, you know, not in the maternal fetal medicine. And I'm like, okay, that's strange. Maybe they're like overbooked or I don't know. That's weird. So I go downstairs, I check in, fortunately don't have to wait long. The tech takes me back and she says, do you have any questions before we get started? I'm not even like on the table yet. And I said, yes, can you please, as soon as you see a heartbeat, can you tell me? Because sometimes they'll just like not say anything at all or they're, you know, just like chitty chatting. And I said, can you tell me as soon as you see a heartbeat? And she said, actually, no, I can't tell you anything. But after I get the images, the doctor will come in. And I'm like, what? I don't know about you guys, but, you know, this is my third pregnancy in three years. And every ultrasound I had with Dagny and every ultrasound I had with Roman from the first to the last the screen was facing me and I knew right away, even though it was a tech, didn't really matter who it was. So I'm like, that's never been the case. And she said, well, that's our procedure down here. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're just not used to the sensitivity of like moms on the floor upstairs, whatever. I wasn't happy, but whatever. So I lay back, she's doing the ultrasound, saying nothing. And honestly, I'm kind of losing it. I think most moms probably at that point would be, for me, it's just, you know, knowing how badly things can go and having everything in my mind from Dagny and just that, that just has fear in my soul. So I'm like, this is awful. (laughs) This is lasting forever. And it seemed like a really long ultrasound, but I was just telling myself, it's really not. It just feels like it is because you don't know anything. So like 20, 25 minutes later, which again... I'm pretty sure that's like my longest ultrasound. She says, I'm going to go make sure the doctor has what she needs. Don't get dressed yet because if she needs more pictures, we're going to go back in. And I'm like, can you just, can somebody tell me something? Just some, just, we have a heartbeat, anything. And uh, she's like, don't worry, the doctor's going to be in soon. And I'm thinking that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. The, the, the redeeming factor was that she told me she couldn't tell me anything before we even got started. It's not like she said that once we got started. So I'm trying to like calm myself down. So she comes back in the tech and she says, we need to do some more images. And I'm like, okay, well, can somebody tell me something? Can the doctor come in just really, really quickly, real quick and just say something? And she's like, don't worry. She's going to come in in the middle of this imaging. Like she's going to come in while we're doing this. So let's just get started. Fine. But I'm not fine. (laughs) Not fine. You guys, This goes on for 45 minutes. Another 45-minute ultrasound. First one was like 20, 25. Another 45 minutes of taking pictures and saying nothing. She she did talk about the weather and where she had moved here from and blah, blah, blah. But I don't care. I just want to know that everything's okay. 
So I'm freaking out. Tears are rolling down my face because I'm just terrified. And I've never been in a position where they can't say anything. (laughs) Finally, the doctor knocks on the door and walks in. And she starts chit-chatting. I swear. I swear. I was literally about to grab the screen from the wall and like just rip it off the wall to face me because I could see nothing. So finally the doctor like looks down at me enough. The lights are off in the room. And I guess she just happens to catch a tear rolling down my cheek. And she's like, are you okay? Are you in pain? And I'm like, I mean, I'm in agony over the fact that I don't know what's happening. Whatever you know, I said to her, whatever you know, I need to know. I need you to tell me, can you turn the screen towards me? And she goes, oh yeah, of course. But she makes no move towards the screen. And guys, a million thoughts are going through my mind every, every second. I'm freaking out, freaking out. Like I'm shaking right now just retelling this. She doesn't make any move to move the screen. And I'm so lucky that I didn't just like jump up half naked and like Hulk rip the TV off the wall because I'm going crazy. So eventually she says, while I sit there silently crying, everything looks good. We have a heartbeat. Like, was that so hard? Was that so hard? Was that so damn hard? She says, we have a heartbeat. Everything looks good. Thank you for your patience. We actually have two, two heartbeats. She said, you're having twins. And she turns the screen towards me and she says, identical twins. Now remember, I already knew the gender. (laughs) I'm literally like, oh my God. At that point, the tears stopped. I like went into shock. I was just, oh my God, holy moly, what are the chances? This is, this is not an IVF pregnancy. This is a natural, old-fashioned pregnancy. I do not have... She, she said at one point, she said, do you have a history of twins on your mother's side? Nope. I do not. <laughs> I do not. Um, so yeah, like just the most unexpected thing. And every thought is going through my mind from like, okay, we said heartbeat. Are there two heart... Like they're both okay? Like you know, both babies or size, everything's good, uh, to what am I going to tell Chris? How is Chris going to react? And everything to like, can I th- fit three car seats in the vaccine in my car? You know, because Roman is only 10 months old. All of this is going through my head Six, and 600 million other thoughts all going through my head at the same time. So we finish up, we get the pictures I go up for an appointment with the doc with the OBGYN after the ultrasound. I'm waiting there forever. <laughs> like waiting in the waiting room for 45 minutes, still just trembling, shaking. Didn't want to text Chris or tell him, you know, over the phone. I want to tell him in person. So I'm just like bursting at the seams <laughs> to just tell somebody I'm shaking. I'm in this waiting room of couples. Cause, you know, men are allowed back in, but Chris was home with Roman. Because Boston's a bit of a trek. And I go in, doctor, you know, asking me questions, telling me risks. Because look, twin pregnancies are riskier than singleton pregnancies. And not only that, uh, this is my third pregnancy in three years. I have had two C-sections in two years. And 
there's a lot. Also, so I knew that there's identical twins, which these are, and fraternal twins. I knew that that different types of twins, but apparently there are many, many, many different types of twins. And sometimes identical twins share a placenta and sometimes identical twins each have their own placenta. It depends on when the egg splits. So this was one egg that split. And these babies, this pregnancy, these, these twins that I'm carrying share a placenta. So she's explaining to me that sometimes one baby can get too much blood and another baby not get enough blood. Uh, and that's not good for either of them. And so she's explaining those risks. And look, I understand that that's her job. These doctors wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't tell us every risk. But also sometimes it feels like you're just getting pummeled with scary stuff after getting pummeled <laughs> with scary stuff. And I'm alone. So I had a very, very long conversation with her about all of the risks. And then I went and gave blood and took a million things of blood. They're going to have to monitor me much more closely for a number of reasons. One, uh, just an older pregnancy. I'm, like I said, I'm almost 39. Two, it's twins. Three, they share a placenta. So monitoring their growth is going to have to happen very, very, very regularly. Um, and also, lastly, my risk of uterine rupture is higher because of two C-sections, three pregnancies in three years. Well, two C-sections in two years. Two C-sections in a year and a half. Um, so, yeah, I have so many thoughts on this. Um, I'm going to tell you guys the gender. I won't forget. But <clears throat> one of the things that is very important in any pregnancy, but even more so when you're carrying twins, is getting enough protein because that's like the building blocks of life. And of course, from the jump, I have had food aversions, which I had with both Dagny and Roman. Um, but I also really desire in this pregnancy to do better food-wise. Part of the reason I gained so much weight with Dagny is because with the food aversions, I just ate what I could eat, which was not meat and veggies, right? It was more like crackers and pasta and things like that. And sometimes that's all I can stomach and that's okay. But I really, not only for the babies, but also for my own health and, and part of my own health is keeping my weight under control in this pregnancy, um, I really want to fight hard to make good food choices. And for some people in pregnancy, that's no big thing. I know I know a lot of people who didn't have the food aversions and things like that, or the nausea, and I have both, as well as heartburn. And I, I know that some of those things will likely get worse as the pregnancy progresses, and hopefully others will be alleviated as we go through the pregnancy. But where I am right now is... Like tonight, for example, nothing sounded good except pepperoni pizza, which like it's so random. If I, if I were going to order pizza, pepperoni would never be my choice. But it's like it's like these, these children, these unborn children have these desires that just come out through you. Um, I wanted cereal so badly, like Raisin Bran when I was pregnant with Roman, which like never in a million years would I 
of all cereals in the world would I want Raisin Bran. But anyway, tonight I'm like, my nausea on a scale of one to 10 is like a three. So if it's a three, I'm going to make myself a salad with grilled chicken. If it's like a six or a seven, okay, maybe it's a chicken soup and crackers night. But I made myself the salad and it feels like a win. I'm super tired today. I got up around four. I was in Boston. Traffic, God, it took me two and a half hours to get there. I did not want to go to the gym, but I went to the gym. I did not work out regularly in my pregnancies with Dagny or Roman. It's early. I still have a long way to go. These babies are due in the fall. <clears throat> so we're we're getting there. Um, that might, my ability to work out might change. There's so, you know, your risk of preeclampsia with twins is higher. The risk of being put on bed rest is a lot higher, especially with some of my other risk factors with recency of C-sections. So I don't know that I'll be able to get to the gym. I, I hope that I will. Knock on wood, I'm going to do everything in my power to take great care of myself. But like for now, I can go. I've got to go. And I'm sharing this because I think whether you're pregnant or not in that season of life or not, we all have these moments. And, it, and it's not necessarily the unknown of later in your pregnancy, but it's the unknown of later in your health, later in your career, later, and later could be a month from now. If you, can, if you can go today, if you can work out today, if you can eat the salad today, do it. Because it matters for so much more than your body weight. So it's, it's a tricky balance because I believe very much in listening to my body. And, and though I don't think there's any nutritive value whatsoever in a saltine cracker, I'm not going to beat myself up and be dramatic if I feel like that's all I can eat. On the flip side, there are those times when I really don't want to have salmon and veggies but I also think I can stomach it, that's when I need to have it. It's, it's uncomfortable for me right now because I know that I didn't do as well as I wanted to do in this arena with Dagny and with Roman. And I also know that with two babies, it's a whole nother ball game and I'm gonna gain more weight just because there's two babies than I did, you know, say with Roe. So what I'm focusing on right now is the day that I'm in. Today, I was able to get to the gym. I was able to make some decent choices. Tomorrow, I'll deal with tomorrow. If I feel well enough to go to the gym, I'm going. It doesn't matter to me if I get in a great workout or crappy workout. It really doesn't matter to me. Tomorrow might be a day where it's macaroni with salt and butter. I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope that it can be a bacon and eggs, salad, salmon, broccoli kind of day. But I, I want to not be a nut. There's enough things for me to worry about that I, I want to be disciplined and also relaxed. I want to have both of those things. I really do. So you can hold me accountable there because food-wise, I just, um, 
not only had a lot of food aversions, but I also made a lot of excuses in in my first two pregnancies. And I I just want to I want to do better this time around. And I think that's true for so many people in so many things, right? You just, with the first one, it's brand new and you're just like wide-eyed all the time. I did better with Roe than I did with Dagny. And so I can trust myself that I'll do better with these twins, <laughs> holy Toledo, than with Roe and with Dagny. So that's where I'm thinking in terms of food and in terms of movement. I will say um, there's going to be a lot of protein shakes in my future because I can, I can jazz them up a little bit. Sometimes the idea of a protein shake makes me want to gag, like in pregnancy, right? But there are ways that I can approach it that make it more doable, especially on those days where like chicken or steak or salmon or whatever doesn't sound good at all. And there've been a lot of those days. I can totally find a way to make a shake that it sounds appealing. You know, some days chocolate, peanut butter, banana isn't going to sound good. But there's some, like the great thing about a really high quality delicious protein powder is you can make it any number of things. And I'm, I'm excited to do that. I'm committed to doing that. I, I know that there will be some combinations that don't appeal to me in a given day, but there's infinite numbers of combinations. And so I'm just going to have to get creative there. So my my GBX protein powder, it's, that's going to be life. That is going to be life. Um, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> Emotionally, with Roman, it was so fresh. I found out I was pregnant with Roman six months from the day that Dagny was born. So it hadn't even been six months since she died. And that whole pregnancy... I was just grieving so intensely and I was also, while grateful to be pregnant, terrified because my whole pregnancy with Dagny was fine. Everybody gave her a clean bill of health when she was born. Like, and, and in my mind, it can go from that to catastrophic in a second. And so I did not enjoy my pregnancy with Roman. I was grateful for it, but I really didn't like talking to people about it because I just had so much fear and so much grief. And this pregnancy brings up a lot of that, but it also brings up other things. You know, I, I would give anything to go back in time and, and make it so that Dagny was still here with us. But I also could intellectually be like, you know what, in this lifetime, she's just not, she's just not here anymore, you know? Um, so being pregnant again, it absolutely makes me miss her more, but I also, there's this, I don't know if you've seen this meme going around social media. So many people have sent it to me, but basically what it says is um, any child that you bear is forever in your body because like the cool thing about the way they do these gender tests now is they're testing the baby's DNA in your blood and even after the baby is born, their DNA is still in your blood. And so Dagny's DNA is still in my blood. And it makes me feel like she's so much more a part of, of Roman and Roman's life and these twins. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a very sad thing. 
and I still have a lot of that fear that I might have for the rest of my life. Maybe I won't, but it's still there right now. It still hasn't even been that long. It's been just two years. Um, so it's tough. And I, like other people's excitement sometimes makes me uncomfortable, especially when it's people who are close to me who, for example, did not acknowledge the two-year anniversary of Dagny's death. So people that I have considered friends who are so excited that I'm pregnant but didn't text or call on the anniversary of Dagny's death, like there's a part of me, and, and I'm just being honest, like it's okay if you don't see it the way I see it. Of course you don't, right? You haven't walked in my shoes. But the grief in me is like, you don't get to celebrate these new babies if you aren't willing to mourn and to remember and to respect the one we lost. So it's complicated. Everybody loves to celebrate a new baby, right? I mean, sure, there are exceptions, but that's been tough. And, and you know, for me, it's like it's only two years. We just marked two years since she died. And people who are like, you can count on me. I'm in this with you. Like, I'm always here for you. And, and they didn't even reach out on her birthday or on the anniversary of her death or whatever. Like, but you're so excited that I'm pregnant. Like, Right now, I don't need friends like that. Maybe, maybe I am open to the fact that I might feel differently at another time. So this introduces complications like that. And I think I, I'm not trying to change it. I believe that it is just part of my grieving process. Um, but it's, it's loaded. It's loaded. So it makes me think of her more. I think I feel that life is so much more fragile than years past. Um, but it's also so much more good. Like from her life came my desire for a huge family. So where we're at now, I'm having twins. <laughs> it is crazy. There's so many things to figure out. But as I said, even, you know, with the, the food and the movement, but with everything else, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. One day at a time. <clears throat> Before I tell you the gender, genders, that's giving nothing away, um, I would like to say this. So on March 20th, which was the anniversary of Dagny's death, we opened up registration for the virtual 5K as well as the in-person 5K. It is both. You do not have to walk or run to participate. You do not have to live near me to participate. You can live on the moon. I would like to say this. So many people commented on the post and were like, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for your family. I appreciate that very much. What I would like to directly ask for, and it is rare, exceedingly rare for me to directly ask for anything, I would like you to support the Dagny Foundation. That could mean participating in the virtual 5K. You can do a 1K, you can do a 0K, or the live in-person 5K, 
or making a donation. I would love, you know, I, I, the numbers were disproportionate. So many more people commented and said, oh, I'm praying for your family. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss than those who registered for the 5K. And I understand and respect everybody's different financial priorities and situations and whatnot. I'm, I'm not, that's not lost on me. But I would like to ask directly for those of you who can, whether it is a $5 donation or it's the virtual 5K or it's the in-person 5K, um, I'm going to put the link in the show description. It is also, if you click the link in my Instagram profile, it'll take you to a page where it's the first link. If you find value in this podcast or you ever have, please support the Dagny Foundation as we approach our annual fundraising event. Um, Please do it today. Please don't wait. This is, this is Dagny's life now. Our ability to support other families who are navigating infant crisis or infant loss. So I'm going to put the link in the show description. But it is also, if you go to my Instagram profile, my Instagram handle is at Elizabeth Benton. You click the link in my profile, it's the first link that will come up. So I would like to ask you to please do that. And thank you. Like, thank you to those of you who have. And to those of you who haven't yet but heard this and now will, thank you. Because these families need so much more support than we could possibly give them. And... I think most people can make make a small difference and collectively that will help us make a big difference. So I hope that you will just take a moment and click that link and do what you can. Okay, it's, it's going to be in the show description, but also my Instagram profile. Drum roll. Chris isn't joining us because we've just had a long day and he's making himself dinner right now, but that's okay. We are not only having twins, we are having identical twins, and they are girls, which is so crazy, I mean, for a million reasons. Um, All I can say is it is only God. It is a pure miracle that I don't feel worthy of. Can you believe that? <laughs> Identical twin girls. So I love you guys for your support. I know this is a super weird episode, but I share my life with you. And, um, you know, I share Dagny's birth story and then I share her death and I shared Roman's birth story and I talk about him all the time. And uh, this is just part of, this is part of my story. This is part of my life. This is part of primal potential. And it's going to be a big part of, how I navigate mindset tools over the next several months, how I navigate food and nutrition and and fitness tools over the next several months. And so I just wanted to share it with you and let you know I am grateful for all of your prayers. Please keep them coming. There are all sorts of um, milestones for us to, to cross here. 
I'm thrilled and overwhelmed and <laughs> at times terrified and anxious, but trusting that this is part of a really important and powerful plan for my life and for my work as well. Because, you know, being a mom shifts my work and it, and it shifts so many things. And I'm, you know, when I talk about things like weight and I talk about things like food, things like pregnancy and things like motherhood and things like illness or injury or being on bed rest for any number of reasons, it, it influences it. And so I feel like it, uh, it helps me serve better. So check out the Dagny Foundation, please, please, please. Thank you for all of your love and support. I also want to say, you probably heard it in the pre-roll, that we have a few spots left for our Spring Action and Accountability Mastermind. And listen, here's the deal. I can tell you this. This Spring Mastermind is the last mastermind that I'm going to be doing for a while because I won't do one over the summer. And then the babies will be here. So uh, the great thing about it is that not only am I actively involved in coaching every day and weekly in a bigger kind of format, it's a small group where we can connect about your goal, your action steps, and our entire focus is get in action, stay in action. What do we need to do? What will you do this week? What support do you need? to get in action and stay in action. And I'll tell you, the results that people got in the winter 12-week mastermind are incredible. And I would love to help you do that. If that's like speaking to you, message me right away because there's not a lot of spots. It is a very small group. So we can talk about if it's a good fit for you. You can email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Or DM me on Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. You might be going there anyway to click that link for the Dagny Foundation. And I'll end on that note. We are having identical twin girls. <laughs> Yay! And I would like to very humbly and also directly ask for you to please support the Dagny Foundation. And if you guys have questions, hit me up with questions. We can, we'll get back to our normal Q&A uh, next Saturday. So there's lots of amazing questions to get to. But any questions that you have about any of this, let me know. And uh, we can definitely dive into it, as well as what you'd like to see me share along the way. I share most either on Instagram or inside the Primal Potential Facebook group. But are there things you would like to see me share along this journey? Reach out. Let me know. No suggestion is a dumb suggestion. I'm going to go to bed. Have a great night, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, 
You impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. 